daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sound of the Pit, the podcast where comedy wasn't something I chose, it chose me. Uh, so, this sounds like a quote from real life, not even from a film. Is this just a Paulie Shaw quote? Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> what made you guess that? I don't know, Luke. I think it might be something to do with the film we're going to watch uh, this episode, which is chronicling his death. <laughs> So we're the Sandler Pit, I'm Luke and this is another Luke and every episode we watch and talk about a film or TV show that Adam Sandler has appeared in or produced. Uh, This episode we're, he is in this right? Well yeah apparently it keeps coming up on all of our lists that we look on like IMDB and stuff so I'm guessing Adam Sandler's in it. Well who knows because otherwise we're wasting our time aren't we? Well these things fluctuate because on Letterboxd for a long time we had home movie A Princess Bride that's now gone off his page. It's not there. It's not there so I'm like what the fuck and it's been replaced by a film that I've never heard of from the 90s with Strange Wilderness Man and Big Mama's House. What that National Security? I I have heard of that film before. Well, I've never heard of it, and he's in it. Adam Sandler is actually in it, or is it? He's like in a, it. As the, is it a vocal cameo? A vocal cameo of him as the water boy. But now we've got to cover that, so it's it's shaking everything up a little bit uh, right. behind does, the scenes here. It does say on Paulie Shore is dead. I've searched on the IMDb credits, and it says Adam Sandler in it, is in it as himself, but it's a voice cameo. Fuck, he's not even in this. He's just a voice. Yeah, apparently. God fucking damn it! So. Luke, can you please tell us who Paulie Shaw is? No. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> he's a, I don't know. He's dead. He, he dies, apparently. In this. So Paulie Shaw is an actor, comedian, and filmmaker known for his roles in the 90s. You've had me fooled. I've never heard of him. <laughs> so he's in the Encino Man, where he becomes a... I think he's a caveman. All right. Uh, son-in-law, where the poster is... A duck, a pig, a cow, and it says the weasel, but it's Paulie Shaw dressed in dungarees. <laughs> Paulie Shaw is the son-in-law. He's a relative nightmare. This looks good. <laughs> it says on his Wikipedia page that his pseudonym is the weasel. So maybe that's a character he goes by. Okay. that's <laughs> The weasel directs here for other users see weasel disamb- disambiguation. Fuck. Great. Um, I mentioned before he was in the Goofy movie as Robert Bobby Zimarewski. Who's that? I don't know. I watched it last week. I can't remember that character. He's he made Snivel in Casper, a spirited beginning. He has four albums, The Future of America, Scraps from the Future, Son-in-Law, and Pink Diggly Diggly. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> he was himself on Futurama. Amazing. Uh, he is in Paulie Shore is Dead as himself. Nearly all his credits from the year 2000 onwards are him as himself. Mm. Yeah, um, he pisses himself a lot. We've actually seen... So we've seen him in Bucky Larson and also a testimonial in Sandy Wexler, apparently. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So we've seen him a couple of times. Um, I watched a video. I think Comedy Central do this uh, YouTube animated show, which is called Tales from the Trip. It's about celebrities telling stories about when they were on hallucinogenic drugs and Why Polish... are you always going on about drugs all the time? <laughs> the last episode <laughs> I was on are? about it. Fucking hell. But I saw Paulie Shaw's name. It just came up on my like YouTube feed and I'm like, fuck, I've got to watch this. Hmm. And it was just him on about shrooms and his mum is apparently really famous in Hollywood. Really oh, famous. Right. She's oh. Her name's Mitzi Shaw. Uh, right. was the American comedy club owner and they co-founded the Comedy Store, which is... I think we've mentioned that before. It's a really famous comedy club. Yeah. Owned but I think currently managed or was managed by Adam Eager, who was the co-host of the Norm Macdonald show. Oh, sure, yeah. I might be making that up, though. But whatever. <laughs> Weird thing to make uh, up. Oh, my God. Notable people. First name I see, Joe Rogan. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Vengeance. Is he a comedian? Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. Can you believe it? Jesus. But yeah, loads of people. Like, you look at this fucking hell. There's just, it's loads. Norm MacDonald, David Spade, Sarah Silverman. Do you want me to read out the full list? No, nah, <laughs> that's like enough. 100 names. <laughs> All right. So, like, we don't really know Paulie Shaw very well, basically. Nah. And it sounds like he's got a lot of, like, Hollywood kind of connections, even though he's not really, like, a household name, maybe. Is that fair? Yeah. I think. There seems to be he was born into comedy and he's kind of had some comedic hits, but he's not like I I I would never have known who he was until we started doing this. No. Um, Apart from him voicing Pinocchio recently. Exactly, which we'll have to we will cover soon. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. Um, but like, <laughs> so I'm I'm on the IMDb for Paulie Shaw is dead. I'm guessing that he's in it, but. It's like the top build cast, and it's like Ashley L. Anderson. Oh no, wait, it's it's in alphabetical order. Fair enough. <laughs> Here I am thinking he's not being <laughs> mentioned in his films, but yeah, he's he's like not really that over the IMDb page of it, you know. So this, this has document... loads of people in it though. This film, yeah, and I think it kind of mocks his early success and then how his popularity kind of dwindled after the nineties. I think it's about him faking his own death to make his films more popular i don't want to read much more about it because it sounds really weird and yeah yeah I i'm kind of excited a bit blind yeah i'm kind of excited to see it though i don't know why <laughs> uh it doesn't have very good reviews it's kind of a a mixed thing um but it is higher rating than most of his films that he's actually made yeah i'm I'm intrigued by it but i also am very skeptical because i'm getting real rob vibes because it's directed by paul yeah. Shaw and totally funded by him apparently yeah directed produced starring written by whatever and it also only earns eleven thousand dollars um it's a huge bomb and uh, it only had a very limited release in sacramento california it won the audience choice awards for the slam dunk film festival for shaw's direction that sounds like one of those film festivals that was in uh, nathan for you where he just made it up <laughs> to win an award uh it probably is Wow, it, the Slam Dunk Film Festival was only held from 1998 to 2003. It was forced out of existence in 2003 by Park City officials, along with several other alternative festivals like Slum Dance and No Dance. Prior to this, it had hosted screenings at Cannes and Toronto during the film festivals there. So, yeah, it's like a fake Sundance, and it did bad. Whatever. 
great. Okay. And so this film was like the pride of that. <laughs> yeah. This is probably, is this a niche, one of the nichest things we've ever watched, I think. Yes. And I feel like it's going to have a lot of references to people that we don't really know and stuff. So it's really yeah. not going to, it's really not going to hit for us, basically. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Sometimes these kind of weird things hit in a weird way and you're like, oh, this is all right. That was a weird watch, but it was okay. Mm, um, maybe. But you're right. I'm We're getting not some the best at like, throwing ourselves into like these cult films, though, are we? I know. We I'm quite hate them. them. Yeah. Like Shakes the Clown we didn't like. Going Overboard we didn't like. Was Going yeah, Overboard a cult film? I feel like no one likes that film. Good point. What's the, what's number one? That Egghead? The Coneheads? Coneheads, yeah. Dirty Work I was a bit mixed on, but that was a better one. Yeah, I like Dirty Work. But yeah, some of these were, I'm not a huge fan of. But I don't know, I'm, really, I'm, ex- I'm genuinely excited to watch yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Yeah. Um. So when we watch an Adam Sandler film, we have something called our Sandler scale, which is a list of tropes that you'll see in all Adam Sandler films, like Big Shorts, Coca-Cola, um, a love interest who is way better than them, uh, best friend he has nothing in common with, this kind of stuff. How do you think the Paulie Shore is Dead mockumentary that made $11,000 and no one <laughs> has ever spoken about will do on the tropes? I don't know because I don't know anything about this man. I don't know about <laughs> what his style is or anything. Like, I, I don't know. I think that you're a safe bet with like a bald joke or a fat joke or whatever because he's a, he's a stand-up comedian, so he's probably going to make things like that. But yeah. I don't think you're going to get Dennis Dugan cameo in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, at least I've thought of this though. We can call it a sure thing. Oh, is this something? is good because yeah. in our last uh, episode that we recorded for Joe Dirt, we spent a solid thirty minutes trying to work out something for Spade, and yeah. it was cr- the Spade list was rubbish. <laughs> Terrible. At Not least funny. this you've got sure thing, or you could have like the sure line when you get the line. Yeah. So That's something. So he's emerged from the shoreline from the shore <laughs> like, <laughs> like a sea beast <laughs> and uh, we need to chase him using our shore thing <laughs> all right <laughs> sounds a bit wrong um into yeah. the sandler pit of the sandler castle i genuinely feel like you know how we've had those run-ins with um frank caracci and stuff i can imagine oh. when we release this because it's so niche he's probably going to see it and be like who are these little assholes? Yeah, I think no, that's but, what his voice is like. I can already see that happening. I'm poorly sure, mate. I don't want to have any beef with, with you. I don't want that. Yeah. I'm sick of having beef with people. I just want to make friendships. Like, come on the podcast, please. We want to learn more about you. I fucking And I really want to go up in the charts. I reckon that'll get us at least 10 more listeners. <laughs> yeah, please, please, Paulie. Please, man. Come on. We'll give you 11 on, grand if you come on our podcast. <laughs> we'll match the box office for this film. <laughs> But no, we will genuinely not pay you any money. But no, like, money. come and hang out just for an hour. We'll just talk about. Tell us industry. how you got Adam Sandler's voice into your film. Yeah, like I want to know about like your connections. The night is be fucking sick. Genuinely, I might reach out to him. Do you, do you think we're gonna? Do you think we're gonna even be able to identify this voice bit that Adam Sandler's in? Because he he was like a vocal cameo in um, Juice Bigelow, and I don't think either of us heard it. You're right. Maybe Quite not. Worried about it, but we have to watch it. He's credited for it, the no, same we'll as um, find it, the same as that strange cops or whatever the film's called. What's it called? National Security. National Security. We should do that next. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for it. <laughs> Don't know why. I love Martin Lawrence. He's great. 
and I love Steve Zahn, so yeah, true. All right, well, yeah, I don't think this is going to be the most tropey sure thing. It's going to be like when we watched <laughs> like um, Adam Sandler, hundred percent fresh, you know? Yeah, because it's it's not a film and stuff, so it's a bit different. It's just got to be it, vocal mentions of these things, I guess. But it is a film, though. Like it is a film, yeah. arguably a film that not a single human being has watched in at least five years. And we're the first. I suppose when you say mockumentary, though, that could be like, you know, like The Office. Pop, pop Star, The Office, all those sort of things. Like, they probably would hit these tropes, actually. It's not going to be just like talking heads and clips, is it? I don't know. But I don't know anything about this. It's very weird. It is weirdly intriguing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm super excited. All right. Uh... Rest in peace, Paulie Shaw, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so grab your uh, coffin, your headstone your nepotism because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go to the funeral of one uh, paul shaw mm-hmm. yep get your organ out da, da, da. no that's for weddings that's <laughs> that was the darth vader theme <laughs> i thought it was a slow down the wedding march but yeah all right well let's go watch this film and um come back and hopefully not be too negative no negativity from here we like joe dirt you are now listening to the sandler pit Polly Shore is a lowbrow buffoon. And we are back. We've risen again. <laughs> like Jesus and Paulie Shore. We've watched the film Paulie Shore is Dead. Luke Thomas, can you tell us what is the film Paulie Shore is Dead? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say what's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Paulie Shore is Dead. Paulie Shore is a cult actor from the 90s. Um, he was in Encino Man and biodome and i only know that because they mentioned it about seven thousand times mm-hmm. and he's playing himself but a fictionalized version of himself i think but also the a really awful version of himself if it is uh real and it's about him kind of acknowledging that he isn't going to be famous anymore his or everything he does is terrible and he wants to get an attack what how do you say that word notoriate notoriety <laughs> <laughs> fuck how do you say that when notorious notoriety, notoriety. <laughs> fucking hell it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> also it's very early in the morning we've <laughs> doing i've a... got a clock behind me it's only quarter to nine <laughs> it feels oh it's though. so early it feels really early i've been up this i went for a run I've woken up in a while yeah i went for a run i went and handed out um leaflets for a political party that I will not name <laughs> that makes you sound like a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was whatever political party our listeners are, unless they're a Tory. <laughs> the Flying Monster Society or whatever it was called. Remember what, Monster was... Monster Raven Looney Society. Yeah, that's the one. I think you're thinking of was it Flying Spaghetti Monster, which was that fake god. Fake? Do you remember that? <laughs> 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 um anyway, so yeah, he realizes he wants to get uh, notoriety so he decides to uh, pretend to kill himself because he's visited by a ghost in a documentary <laughs> and then he kind of realizes that oh this is great everyone everyone loves me and then he decides to return or like someone says that he's alive and then he ends up in prison and other stuff uh, what did you think of the mockumentary Paulie Shaw is dead for a start, I would say it's not a mockumentary. I don't know why we ever thought it was. There's nothing about this that's documentary, like the way it's made or anything. But uh, I, I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It just like 
it, it's really poorly made, but it's it's really clearly like essentially a fan film, I guess. But the fan is poorly sure. Like he's a fan of himself, so he's made this like weird, self-indulgent, terrible product. <laughs> like it's filmed exactly the same as Going Overboard, but this is made by a man who's done multiple films. Apparently, don't know like what sort of quality those films are. I guess it's hard to comment because we haven't watched them. But like this feels really, it, it's like C movie. It's not even B movie. It's C movie. <laughs> it's like it reminds me of The Room quite a lot. But like. There's also a sense that it's quite knowing in that in that field. So like, it's not where going overboard. You could criticize it because they were inexperienced. This is a guy who has got experience, has got connections in Hollywood. Like this film has massive people in it. It's got like Dr. Dre in it, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> like the cameos are massive, and like they do actually by the end they make a joke that he's like blackmailing people to get him into the film and stuff, which is actually really likely. I think I was thinking that through the whole thing. I was like what dirt does this man have? Because, like, he doesn't come across as very charismatic. This film's... I feel like you would be able to tell this film was going to be bad because when you turn up to a Hollywood film shoot and they're shooting it on, like, a camcorder, I'd be quite concerned. I don't know. I I really... I found it a tough watch. I had to watch it in two parts because I found it really unfunny, but, like, I didn't know the joke, didn't know the context, don't know who this guy is and stuff. So I did feel kind of, like, out of the loop with it, but... I don't know. Most of the comedy was like Paul. He's desperate and he's like wanking and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think it was for me, but I found it quite a painful watch, to be honest. How about you? Uh, so, considering the I don't know the the budget that they had, considering the like all the different the elements, must have been big. His mum owns the comedy store. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I do know that. They mentioned it several times. But considering all these elements and considering the fact that it's all self-funded, self-made. Uh, and it has all these cameos. Uh, yeah, this is one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck. You've been, he's been, he's been emotionally torturing me for over a day by a Facebook message saying that he, his take's gonna break the podcast and that he really loves it. <laughs> sick, sick man. <laughs> and you had had a really, really bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had a really, really bad, no good, terrible day. <laughs> And I had him manipulating me on Facebook. Oh, you, you sent me a real... What was the message you sent? You were like, I have no time for your jokes today. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke, to be fair, but... <laughs> you sent came really, that way. really serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready for it. I'm going to actually hate you. What? <laughs> Are you just trying to wind me up? I'm not in the mood for your jokes tonight. <laughs> Emma just walked in on me in my pants eating budget curious cinnamon out of the box. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's true. Are you alright? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine now, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly pushed me. <laughs> oh, you nearly tried to kill yourself like Polly Shaw. <laughs> yeah, just see your shadow oh. in my doorway. It's actually not bad. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> it's, it's all right, actually. Well, I've had a few good things a bit. Um, no, this is really rubbish, which is a shame. I kind of wanted it to be... Uh, like a weird pretty... curiosity piece or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's shot like... it's. It looks horrendous. This is the worst-looking film I think we've ever covered. Yeah, that's including that? Going Overboard. I don't know. Like I was going to say it looks like it's been filmed on a... F- phone but yeah but not it doesn't even like that 
Cause yeah. Like they, the phones wouldn't have cameras. I don't know. Like, I kept thinking that everything in the background was in focus, but the actors weren't. Yeah, there was an element of that. It looked, it looked dreadful. Like I don't know what they did. Uh, I'm imagining it was just some shitty digital camcorder or something. And mm. but this is why I wanted to like it. It seemed like a home film or a student film, and like no budget. Oh, I have all these connections. I'm gonna just do a little funny few vignettes and stuff and it's gonna mm. be zero budget and it's gonna be shit but in reality it was just i don't know you were right in saying it's very knowing like the thing about the room which is i'd say is very comparable to this is that tommy Rizzo has no idea that he's an idiot yeah and he's making a terrible film paulie shaw is clearly very knowing it's it's weirdly self-centered and egotistical and narcissistic this whole film but it's also really really self-deprecating and hey mm-hmm. self-hating it's yeah. weird i don't it was uncomfortable to watch because this man is clearly obsessed with himself but also hates himself <laughs> yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's like looking at a fucking mirror it's <laughs> <laughs> quite relatable <laughs> but yeah it was a bit rubbish i, I had a bad time watching yeah. it it was a rough uh, watch wasn't it yeah really bad like you mentioned there's absolutely loads of cameos in this loads um most aren't actually seen with Paulie Shaw. Mm. Like you say, I think uh, I've read on trivia that he just caught actors whilst they were like having a break from acting in another film. So he got them in the trailer or or just on the set. And it, it, it shows, like Vince Vaughn shows up for no reason very early on. And then he shows up again, both times just out of nowhere. And he's like, I, of course, this guy's going to turn out like shit. Look at what his fucking mom did to him. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. And he's, yeah, they're all just watching TV. It's literally fucking E list celebrity goggle box. For <laughs> all these people acting like they would care if Paulie Shaw died. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be harsh. Even in 2003, would this make even make the news? No, it's so niche, isn't it? It's like it such a niche. a niche. Like the idea of the film is kind of funny, but like even if, can you imagine if Rob Schneider made a film like this and was going around as acting as if people were constantly quoting the animal and not yeah. chick? What the That's animal's what dead? Like. <laughs> yeah, weird. everyone's going. Oh my god, the weasel! Right. What the fuck? Like. You're right. You said it is very similar to a Rob Schneider character kind of mm. s person. Well, this is basically real Rob, isn't it? Self-funded, self-directed, all of that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and I guess it, yeah, it's the same because real Rob, he clearly hates himself, or he's yeah. very self. Either that, or he has absolutely no perception of society. <laughs> he's a, an, a complete. He is the animal. <laughs> <laughs> the animal but, and the weasel. <laughs> I don't understand this weasel character. Um, I think maybe if I was a fan of Polish Shore, I'd watch some Polish Shore, I'd get it. Mm. But what the fuck is the weasel? Yeah, I really don't know. And like, so all the people in the film sort of make jokes about the fact that it's kind of crap, don't they? And yeah. then I was reading like some comments on like the trailer on YouTube and a lot of people were like, never been a fan of Paulie and all this stuff. And it's like, well, why are you watching the trailer for this? <laughs> they were like, yeah, I, the weasel was lame and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> he's made this film about himself and people are just criticising his like one thing that he ever did that wasn't leeching off his parents. I can say though, even though I didn't like it myself, I can see why people would like it. Um, I can see if you're a fan of this guy, it's very, very alternative comedy, like to the point of it not even 
for me not being at all funny, but mm. I can see that someone might find. I did laugh, I think, once or twice. I think. Yeah, um, maybe in shock though at some of the things that happen that I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about in a bit. Oh yeah, no, I didn't laugh at. <laughs> I think there was a few times. I think like there was one bit where he's he's. All right, I mean, it sounds bad. All right, okay. There's a few. These are the times I laugh. There's one where he dies at the start, and the body already has a toe tag on it. I thought that was quite funny. Oh, just... that's what the joke was there. I thought that that was how he'd faked killing himself. He'd hung himself <laughs> on his toe. I was like, what the hell? Why has he got string on ah! his toe? <laughs> that makes more sense now. But no, the fact that he had a toe tag on when he wasn't even at the morgue uh, made me laugh, and then the zoom in as the uh, maid is screaming hmm. it's quite funny and then there's a bit when he's wanking next to a picture of himself as a child oh god <laughs> and then he's calls up his girlfriend who's a porn star who is that i don't know there's there's loads of there's no characters I, I feel like there's like so many cameos and people in this that you're supposed to know that just went right over my head that was one yeah yeah, that was another one that I had no idea. And he's watching her pornography and then he calls her and he's wanking next to a picture of himself. And she's like, I'm doing my taxes. And then in Black Occupation, mm. just as porn star. And I was like, I think there's almost yeah, something there. Something and then he and then he finishes whilst talking to his mum. Yeah. The thing that took me That's out of awful. that scene was that <laughs> when he wanked, the sound sounded like the clicking that the predator does. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. I've never heard that sound before. <laughs> um, yeah, that like there is something in that scene, but it's also even in two thousand and one or whenever this came out, like that's been done in like every American Pie film. Lo- yeah. Like it's nothing new, is it? And I really don't be harsh because I think she's passed away now. But I really hated his, the sound of his mum's voice on the phone. I thought for ages it was like a man doing the voice, but actually was just her oh. voice. It's a bit like the Mrs. Wallowitz stuff out of Big Bang Theory, just like a really over-the-top like, voice. Yeah, grating voice I, on the phone. I didn't, I didn't mind, especially if it is actually his mum. Like, yeah, it actually whatever. is her. But it was just, um. I thought it was quite f- flat, but I think that's kind of Paulie Shaw's thing as well, is that his voice is always just... Yeah, they like both that. speak like that! Like, is there a pie for me, Johnny? Is there a pie for me? Yeah. Can you oh. believe that this film starts with Charlie Sheen, but him as a success? <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Tiger Blood, Charlie <laughs> Oh, God damn. This is... Yeah, it's, it's weird seeing him, like, looking almost healthy and yeah, he does look well, quite well, doesn't he, in his little bowling shirt? Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to dip into things, but he was a bad bloke mm. predating this. Yeah, let's not even carry on talking about Charlie Sheen. Yeah, but yeah, that, that scene straight away, my first note is, God, this looks cheap. And like, in my limited experience working in reality TV shows and stuff, you never film against just a plain wall that people are nearly touching, but they're like, on a sofa in a trailer, literally mm. touching this cream wall. They've got these terrible cameras as it is, so there's just, like, there's no depth to anything that they're doing. Mm. So it just looks flat and shit, and that's how they open their film, with, like, weird <laughs> library music in the background. Like, sound like Twin Peaks music. Like, dum-dum-dum. Like, something really sinister's happening, but it's just him speaking to a guy who's supposed to be his friend. 
Yeah, it's it, everything in this looked really flat. It looks like my Zoom camera right now, like really <laughs> bad, like fr- weird and blurry and creepy and gross. And yeah, everything about it just made me feel a bit unclean. Like I, there's nothing that looks visually interesting. I think the closest is probably that ghost um, of someone, but I don't know who it is. And it's just the blue light behind him. That's the only time I saw any kind of effort put in yeah. for the visuals. I googled that because I was kind of confused about who the ghost was supposed to be because I thought it sounded really like Donald Trump, but um, it was a comedian that was like, there's loads of pictures of him in the film like with Paulie Shaw as a baby. I think he died in like '93. I think he was called Charles Kinnison. Mm-hmm. I should probably Google that again because so that's <clears> actually right. But apparently his thing was just that like when he spoke he used to go. Ah! and scream it was like i like that's actually what it said on google it was like yeah this is his <laughs> iconic thing is that he screams <laughs> that's your future you told me that you've started doing a new thing because before you used to do the elvis oh, he's called <laughs> sam kinnison sorry sam oh, kinnison sorry to all sam kinnison fans what's your new thing you told me on messenger i forgot to catch oh up yeah i forgot to tell you about this yeah for some reason i've stopped doing uh uh-huh. and now i've started going <laughs> Anytime there's some science in my house, I go, Bobo Baggins. <laughs> I don't know why, but I can't help it. <laughs> Bobo. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. I think you're quoting, really, you're quoting the really fucking Hobbit. Excited for, for Rings of Power. I'm not. I don't even like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, what are you doing? Like the Hobbit, Boo-boo the last Baggins. one came out. I think it's, it it feels powerful when you can do it, when you can like add that. Horrible Bilbo sound in the Baggins. background. Too evil. How do you do? Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Fuck. Not bad. That's God damn, you're going to... Because I started doing that. It feels nice start... to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo. I hate... Like, thank God I don't live near you. I hate <laughs> these slight... In... The it's slight the insights off as well. That's the problem. The slight insights into your married life really upset me. Like it's not my married life; it's just me. I would, <laughs> no, no, I'd no. Have these problems if I was alone or not? I know, but it, what I'm saying is you should be alone. <laughs> the horrible things that your I'm doing to my, putting my wife through. <laughs> you do this. She loves it. She really, really liked it. You do this at nine a.m. You make her watch seventy-five fucking Adam Sandler films. I wake her up. I tap her on the shoulder. And I say. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> noises. Maybe I've got like Tourette's or something. <laughs> You've got something. You need to go to the doctors. <laughs> but it's not affecting my well-being. It's actually keeping me going. Bringing joy imagine, to those around me. Imagining you on the set of uh, the TV show I won't name, and you just like your coping mechanism is like. <laughs> 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 People ask for my opinion, and I say Bubo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say other things in Ian McKellen's voice. I tried, hello, Charles. You know, from uh, X-Men. <laughs> Old friend. <laughs> it's just not as good. That is all right. <laughs> the worst kind of impressions are ones when you can only say two words oh. in the voice. God damn, I've been so focused on my own mental deterioration, I haven't even noticed what's the thing going is, on it all with you. Started, it all, 
let me take you back. It all started when we rewatched Click and you were doing Marge Simpson for ages. <laughs> Since then, I've been impressed by every bad impression that we try and do. I just really like it. <laughs> I thought one of us would be able to convince him poorly sure by now, but I don't think, I don't know if we can. Oh my God, I think I can try. <laughs> like David Spade stuck in a washing machine. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Oh my god, let's do the rest of the review like this! <laughs> I thought he'd sound like it more, though, because of that Pinocchio <laughs> film that he did. Yeah. Where he's like, Dad, I want to get out. <laughs> I got the whole world to see. <laughs> I want to be a real boy! <laughs> Maybe we really like Paulie Shaw. I can't think. I think he's intriguing, definitely. I'm not like, I don't know. Because why has he made this where it's clearly vanity, but he's also horrible about himself? Like, this man is, if this is a version of himself, this is the worst possible yeah, version. Is. Yeah, it is. You're right. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't know. God. It's really confusing, isn't it? Oh my god, I'm gonna say the N-word in my new movie! Yeah, <laughs> 50, oh times. 50 times! That was gross. <laughs> you know what as well is bad? It's awful. Like, at the end, so there's like this horrible little subplot about a crazed fan hunting him down. Oh, he's yeah. gonna kill him because he's let him down or something. And the resolution of it is that they become friends at the end in prison. And... Paulie Shaw quotes like six of his own films in a row in a really stilted scene where he's like, and they're like, oh my God, that's the from Encino Man. Oh, the weasel never die. And it's like all of the quotes that he does are so unfunny. Yeah. Even out of con, like out of context, of course. Yeah. But like, I don't think they'd be funny in context either. Uh, they're not catchphrases. Rickety doo da da doo boo Oh my god, it's son-in-law! <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Imagine thinking all those films are iconic. Imagine, like, I don't know. I've, I wish I'd seen all of them before this. <laughs> Every single one. And I think I'd got a lot more out of it because they mentioned Encino Man. I wish I'd done a fucking counter. They mentioned it about a hundred times. But it's kind of like seeing Hugh Jackman and quoting Movie 43 to him. It's like, these aren't good films. They're all critically panned and hated and stuff. But like, but there must be people who are fans of this man and these people from the 90s or whatever. Like, I'm, Carrot I'm Top must getting... have fans. No, I don't think he does, though. I feel like everyone I have ever heard reference Carrot Top is always just saying that he's really shit and they hate him. Yeah, did you see that um, Norm Macdonald joke about Carrot Top? No, what was it? Where he's, like, he's in an interview with someone who's in a film with Carrot Top. He's like, oh, you're doing a film with Carrot Top? Oh, more like box office poison. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, he's called chairman of the board. And he's like, yeah, I was. (laughs) And he's quite good. And that was like early 90s, like taking the piss out of this guy. But yeah, surely he must have someone who likes him. Who carrot top? Yeah. Let's put a poll out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, if you like, like genuinely, if you like carrot top or Paulie Shaw, and you unironically you just enjoy it, you're a fan. Fucking contact us, thesandlepit at gmail.com, and we will interview you. Mm. 
Also, if you're Paulie Shaw or Carrot Top, please get in touch. <laughs> I have emailed Paulie Shaw's agents and his manager. I want to talk to why you. Did, I want to why know. did you do that? Because it was so obvious that we weren't going to like this and we we're going to criticise it. And you're going to feel terrible if he gets back and he's excited to try and come on our podcast. No, I'm not. Because I think he knows, like you can see here, he knows that the, some of the stuff he makes is bad. Yeah, but that's on his own terms. Not two British kids. Moaning about him. That's true. Because I'm not moaning about like make what you want, mate. Like I can still like say it's a bit naff, mm. and but I, it also doesn't mean you're a bad bloke. And I would like to have a chat about yeah what what is going on. What are you? <laughs> uh, a recommended video came on after this. I didn't watch it, but I did find it funny considering what we always talk about. It was an interview with Joe Rogan and uh, <laughs> and this. And fucking Paulie Shaw. And I think it was like, <laughs> why am I a failure? <laughs> like, why didn't my mum's money buy me more success? <laughs> why can't I make any more Encino Man films? <laughs> Fuck. That's ready for the sequel. That's the after Your... credit scene for this. <laughs> Yours sounds like fucking uh, that, that guy who's a Joda and Click. <laughs> What's his name? David Spade. No, <laughs> that famous actor. That was the reason I can only think of it. Oh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little bit like. Why am I not in more films with Polly Shaw? <laughs> I wish I was in more Polly Shaw films. <laughs> oh my true. God! Why can't you appear in my film whilst you're taking a break from making whatever you're in? <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Paulie Shaw will never make it in Hollywood. <laughs> He's just... Oh my God, did you hear just on the news? Wizard. Did you hear on the news what Gandalf said about me? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> There's loads of bits where he's just screaming in a horrible flat voice. Like, ah! in prison, like, he watches the TV and he gets upset by it, but he's just like, oh... <laughs> God, there was a that fucking takes me back. I remember when I was a kid, I had a video and it was called like the uh, it was like three Christmas stories. Mm. The first one was a a, the origins of Santa Claus, and he gets origins, yeah, gritty, like he fucking gets killed by a warthog, and then they bring an angel (laughs) brings him back. That's how it happened, (laughs) (laughs) the classic story, and then he gets brought back to life. It's very weird. And then the second one was the um, fucking 12 Days of Christmas, but animated. The third one was this weird one where these kids go to the North Pole and they meet Jack Frost. And Jack Frost sounds exactly like that. He's like, oh, my God, we're going to fight the fucking snow wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I need to check if it's him. (laughs) I don't even know what to Google. (laughs) Pretty sure is Jack Frost. Oh, my God. Like, Pauly Shaw, Jack Frost. Was he Jack Frost? Was that the Oh my god, it's the worst the fucking thing. We need Uh... to find Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it is, I can't it doesn't come up when I Googled it. Fuck. That that film just screams like parents trying to get your kids to shut up. (laughs) Probably the worst thing ever. (laughs) You've got some 
clearly ADHD ridden child <laughs> put him in the corner and just make him shut up right Chris... his brain even more than it's already melted Christmas triple bill VHS Santa dies 12 days Santa warthog death of Christmas warthog <laughs> warthog related incident it might have been a bore so I'm not going to write anything 12 days of Christmas and then Jack Frost uh, Santa killed by a pig subspecies. Whole wizard, animated. Hog that's a lot. Death. That's a lot of fucking uh, keywords, and nothing has come up. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought of Santa just being like, "Looks like hogs on the menu this weekend." <laughs> oh, <laughs> this I, I'd love. You know what I would love to do uh, as an extra podcast would be watch all the weird Christmas films. Oh god, those horrible, horrible animated ones. Oh my god. Year round. <laughs> All right, am I <laughs> doing fucking July? <laughs> oh, this is really annoying me. I'll try and find it after this and then the I will. You, to find like things like that, you have to find like the dodgy companies that have produced them, I reckon. That's what I need no to do. No one's going to have wanted to put that on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything, are they? It's... You're telling me it's not going to be on Letterboxd? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I found it! I found the 12 Days of Christmas one. Video 1995, yes! Jesus. Okay. You were just born and you were watching this. <laughs> on on Christmas Eve, Grandpa Billy tells his granddaughter a beautiful Christmas love story about how he courted Grandma Elizabeth. In order to prove his everlasting love to Elizabeth, the young Billy had to accomplish a different task each day during the 12 Days of Christmas. I remember because, like, the girl's dad is like, you can't marry my daughter until you fucking do all this. And then on, like, the 12th day, he's like, oh, I thought Billy would come through. And he warms to Billy. <laughs> Fuck, this is a... There's sung not by many men out there that would give you a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the music's by Bing Crosby. Oh, it was fucking sick, I think. <laughs> I He's the one that oh. sings the little drummer boy. <laughs> little drummer boy. Um... <laughs> no, it doesn't go. <laughs> it goes peace on earth. <laughs> Oh my god, the Madden Madden movies apparently made it and they made the 12 days of Christmas or also all of which is written in lowercase. <laughs> and then back to Prelad in 1965 and that's everything they ever made. <laughs> this oh this can't be right. I never played Jack Frost. <laughs> he never did that. He was I never being a man. <clears throat> okay, but it was a poorly sure type. I will find it. It will. It's and also, Zshaw, his mum. <laughs> if anyone out there has any idea about a film, and it's called, it's about the Weather Wizard and Jack. Right, I'm going to type in one last thing. I will stop doing this in a second. Well, nothing it... says brought up in the north like watching a bargain film like this. <laughs> VHS Christmas Jack Frost, and they're trying to bring snow for Christmas. That's fucking it... original, isn't it? Is it called White Christmas? Is it called White Christmas? Bing Crosby God. never did anything called White Christmas. <laughs> Fuck, are they all Bing Crosby films? Maybe. White Christmas, White Weather Christmas Wizard. It's already a film though, isn't it? Fuck, you're right. It wasn't called White Christmas. Wait, yes it is. It's called White Christmas. I've just found it. 1995, White Christmas. And I've just found a picture of the two things. Is it and there's a... sure, though? That's the problem. That's what we want to know. Because that is I'm... his time of operation. 
Right, I found it. White Christmas TV movie, 1995. Dorothy Dorothy and her brother have an adventure in Weatherland and Scratcher the Dog. Helped by Jack Frost and the bumbling odd job man, they have to outwit thunder and lightning (laughs) twins and storm demons in their quest to meet the weather wizards. No wonder you turned out this way watching this shit when you were a kid. The top cast, uh, none of them have pictures. (laughs) Yeah, that could still be pulled in Um, And none of them have cast. So Melissa Sindon, Jimmy Hibbert, Ed Bishop, Peter Whitman, David Holt, Sherry Lynn, and Corey Burton. I want to say it's Corey Burton. I don't know why. You're free to say that. He might has a a picture. Fuck, I'll have to find this on, on fucking YouTube later. Wait, there's a film called Corey Byrne is Dead. <laughs> Corey Burton was in the new fucking film, that new Disney film, um, Chip and Dale. Oh, nice. He's like a proper... He was Hugo Strange in Arkham City. Oh, he's like a proper voice actor. He's a proper voice actor, yeah. Wow. So He can't have been doing a Paulie Shaw sort of thing with Jack Frost. Yeah, he was. He was going, oh my god, we have to defeat the weather wizard. The director's like, it's got to be a Pauly Shore type. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, for goodness sake, he's I'm like, a trained... That does not fit Jack Frost at all. Why I'm a trained... Pauly Shore? I'm a trained classical actor. Why should I be doing it? Like, Okay, fine. You have to fight the weather wizard. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, I hate the sun. Oh my god, it's the lightning twins. <laughs> Fuck, I, this is really weird. It's really coming back to me. I oh, will watch. That sounds so shit. I'm going to send it you later and timestamp every <laughs> Jack Frost line. Every bit of Corey Burton's performance as Paulie Shore as Jack Frost. <laughs> this is the shittiest <laughs> tangent we've ever gone off on, I think. <laughs> it's so completely rewarding. The end. thing is, as well, is that this. All right, fine. Do you want me to get up the film and find no, his voice no. live? Yeah, I will. Um... No, I'm saying just because it's not fully sure, it's just irrelevant. It's the most irrelevant thing ever. <laughs> I know, but this film, no one's going to listen to this episode, mate. We're done. Paulie will. Okay. I found the short. I'm going to find a clip of Jack Frost talking. I'll be two seconds. Oh, there he is there. Sounds nothing like him. That's the snowman. Shut up. Well, we must go too. <laughs> Winds are on the loose. Troublemakers. All kinds of mischief. That makes them dangerous. <laughs> dangerous? That makes them dangerous. <laughs> Isn't that just isn't that just like a horrible stereotypical Jewish accent? I don't know. Oh my god, we have to defeat the Wemmer Wizard. What are you watching? I found a clip of this the guy that comes and haunts Paulie Shaw to tell him to kill himself. I found I'll a call clip it. of him, Sam Kinnison. Hey, let's let's listen be, to it. Like this man's passed away, but like he's from that sort of era of like Thingy, is it Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. Just sort of comedians. There's a clip here from him in 1986 in Dangerfield's Comedy Club. Let's listen. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. My record proves that. I've been in love uh, about nine times now. Oh. And it's been real every time, folks. Every time, it was gonna last forever! Remember, you fucking bitches! Ah! 
Oh. All right, we'll call that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, to all our listeners, which clip was better? Was it my Weather Wizard <laughs> clip or your Sam Kinison clip? But, like, this, it just, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it, but like it's kind of that thing where this is his, this is Paulie Shaw's world. So like to him, that guy is so iconic and legendary that he needs to do this like tribute in the film to him. And like I think the film is dedicated to him at the end. I think the final shot's like his grave and Paulie yeah. Shaw like next to it, like oh my god, I can't believe he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see that during the credits. They had like outtakes or something, and oh, I turned it off. Funny. They were I was funny. like, "Do you know what I mean?" Like to him, this guy's like this big hero. But I don't, I don't know. I've never, never really heard of that comedian and stuff. Like that doesn't mean anything because I don't yeah. really follow that. Sort of... Imagine being the kind of egotistical narcissist who mentions things that only they remember or enjoy. Imagine like a person doing a podcast and then they just start talking about the bus route that goes around their town and things that they remember from university and, and their little videos film. that no one has ever seen. <laughs> yeah, talking about the underpass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these clips of Sam Kinison do have like 3.2 million views, 1.3 million views. So like, it, it's not that he's... he's yeah, maybe he is really famous and we're just English. We Netflix and Chill them. uploaded four weeks ago. Quentin Tarantino and Joe Rogan can't stop praising Sam Kinison. Are we just going to watch it? It's a video. It's six minutes long, so we're not going to watch it. But it's more nah. just like the thumbnail is is them two. Quentin Tarantino looking as creepy as ever. And then <laughs> Joe Rogan always like... Joe Rogan's high on, what was it? QTF. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's DFS. DTF. What's DTF? Do you remember that? Men, women, children. Yeah, fucking hell, I hate that film. Oh, this God. is exactly the... Nah, it's it's HMV. <laughs> oh, HMV, okay, yeah, yeah. So he's high on <laughs> HMV. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, yeah, it's just them both staring really intently. Then the middle of the thumbnail is just this Sam Kinison screaming. <laughs> I'll watch that later. It's just that, that sort of um, character. I think there's always a comedian that's like that, isn't there? It was... It's kind of similar to what Chris Farley does. Just like comes out and just screams and yeah. Chris Farley, I watched a clip of him the other day, and it was him like I think it was going around on Twitter because he throws a guy... man in a bin at the end. Yeah, he throws <laughs> a man in a bin. Really <laughs> I was like, that's really funny. We should watch some of his films instead of keeping on watching Paulie Shaw. Paulie Shaw films for some reason, but I really want to watch Encino Man. Have you seen the picture of Brennan Fraser? He's the main character, and he looks fit. <laughs> yeah, well, he did at that time, didn't he? He was a, a golden god. I know, but fuck, he looks good. <laughs> it's got good reviews as well. Like it's everyone's like, oh, it's yeah, we'll it's all talk right. More about that later, maybe in my uh, in my game. We'll talk about reviews of Encino, man. Um, <laughs> how many Jerry Springer references were there in this film? Loads. They they must have got him for the day and was just like, yeah. Just get anyone we can in this i think that's uh, the problem with this is that the only time anything ever looks real or like semi-good is when they piggyback off of other real shows yeah like they have the a lot of reports are in focus and you're like oh wow look at that they have that news reporter who's in um spider-man 3 
He's in this. Oh, really? He's like a real news reporter, and he's always in it. And he's like, oh, no, I I think that Spidey won't be able to defeat, finish this the fucking battle with the Sandman. He's so <laughs> like... professional, he drops the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I in. think Kent Brockman was based on him, on The Simpsons. I think, yeah, I do think I know who you yeah. mean. He's really yeah. emotional in Spider-Man 3, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, this could be it for a Spider-Man. <laughs> so, Is this it? <laughs> For Spider-Man, <laughs> and then the Green Goblin comes and shoots a fucking bomb. <laughs> oh wait, it's not that Green Goblin. Not that one. The brooding James Franco. <laughs> Is that your impression of Green Goblin? <laughs> <With> the... <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter. Um, Fuck. Someone it. says that Paulie Shaw sucks worse than Gravity in this. Does Gravity suck? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the line though. Why? It's thrown... fucking incorrect. Know. Yeah, <laughs> quite bad, but. He gets thrown through a window at one point. I don't remember. To be honest, I was kind of like zoning in and out of consciousness um, whilst I was watching it. I um, really hate this time. It, like, Even though it's when we grew up, I kind of really don't like the late 90s, early noughties because it feels like a time that's really like struggling to find an identity. Everything's mm. going out to shock. Like, People at that time let Limp Biscuit become a thing. <laughs> we need to hold him accountable <laughs> you're right like it's all like american pie everyone's just trying to see how far they can push everything with just any any kind of crass jackass. humor or whatever i mean jackass. i like i really like jackass but like it is that sort of I don't edgy know, I thought, yeah if you watched, baggy jeans if you watched um woodstock 99 or no i haven't no I, f- I feel like we might have spoken about this last week mm. as well but like or last episode but um Fred Durst is a big part of that documentary and he's in this film a couple of times and I really don't like the man. I feel like I'm seeing him too much lately, but like that documentary is a great example of like what a weird time that was. Yeah. And yeah, like they were trying to recapture the magic of the sixties, but with this aggro nineties fucking weird attitude, which yeah. I, I fucking hate. Yeah. And yeah, he's in this twice and he, fucking throws down a hard f yep (laughs) really horrible like i really yeah i don't i don't like limb biscuit i kind of i like that sort of some music from that time but i really never gelled with limb biscuit because it is that like look at us with our red cups and our hats turned backwards (laughs) (laughs) i really hate that haven't you uh jocks discovering guitars you've probably seen them live though no Oh, weird. Because no. you've seen all these weirdos live, haven't you? Because you're, like, obsessed with, like, shit music. <laughs> you told me you've been listening to Honky Tonk Rag or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Scott Joplin's... <laughs> <laughs> Your Maple. music is the worst. You can't say anything. <laughs> you really right. like that boring man from Funny People. What was his name? Randy Newman. Uh- What's the book? No, I've been listening to Maple Leaf Rag by Scott Joplin uh, almost obsessively, and I told you that in confidence. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never seen Limp Biscuit. I have seen Scott Joplin live, though. (laughs) Only the original 1908 kids remember this shit. Do you want me to stop playing Maple Leaf Rag yeah, as you're talking? It's going to set your mic off again. Joe Tyrone wishes he could fucking do that. 
He can do it. Have you not heard his Maple Leaf rag cover? I'd love to... No, genuinely, I'd love to hear someone do some rag time. Because have you ever seen anyone doing it in like modern day doing rag time? It's, it's fast, really fucking it? hard. It's really fast. I've got a note here that says, oh, look, it's Ron Howard's ugly brother. Oh, I have exactly the same <laughs> note. Oh, look, is this <laughs> the water boy Ron Howard's ugly brother? <laughs> it's so mean, but that is his whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It turns up and looks weird. Can we talk about the side characters very briefly in this? Because yeah, he has side characters. He has a bald agent who I saw uh, having doggy style sex with a woman. He has like another agent. He has glasses. He has a friend who has hair, and he rides around in a car with. They're all the worst characters ever. Like, yeah, terrible performances. Terrible. Like, very who are they? Yeah, he's he's friend with the hair is is like a Wish dot com version of Luke Wilson. <laughs> he is like or a Jason Schwartzman. He's like you folded one of them, and this guy turns up in his Hawaiian shirt. I think he's like, I only laughed at your joke so I could get pussy. Oh. <laughs> so, no, no, no one would ever. Everything no. in this is seedy in that sort of respect, isn't it? Apparently, it is. there's a big thing about like Paulie Shaw's whole thing is that he's had sex with porn stars. Apparently, like apparently that's like a a big. That's his thing. His. Yeah, that's why in like. Bucky Larson, he's doing the porn awards and stuff. Do you remember? Yeah, but really, like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> no, I don't know. But who cares about any of this? Yeah, good point. Like, no one cares. <laughs> Whatever. Like, this, yeah, it's very seedy. There's a lot of, like, pornography. There's pornography just in it. Uh, and, yeah, there's a scene where he just starts shouting the N-word over and over again. And uh, he gets his bum tickled at one point. Remember that part? Nah, I don't. It's a very unpleasant I think film. he pays like $84 for a hooker on his last night of being alive and he like oh. sort of sticks his bum in the air like how a baby sleeps and gets his bum tickled by the woman for it. Oh, is that the thing where he's like, he paid $84, while, yeah. And yeah. then he goes to prison and she's in there. Why would she be? Um, but also so's like Tommy Lee. Yeah. And, it's... and Willis. <laughs> and... I'm guessing that's from what you're talking about, Willis, right? That's that guy. Maybe I don't know, and then and then Doctor Dre's in it and saying like Paulie Shaw had the best weed ever, and then he's like, oh my god, I'm now famous for having the best weed in all of Hollywood. Like, yeah. are you what are you what are you trying to achieve here? <laughs> I don't understand. It just makes him look repulsive and repugnant. And yeah. but like part of me is like maybe that was on purpose. Maybe he wants to play up to that. It's weird. It is, like, strangely intriguing, though. I feel like there's, like, a Netflix documentary in this. How did this happen? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've got a note that just says, I can't believe I have to watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You have a, I feel a, like a I life. don't have free will anymore. Nah, I don't either. I'm just, I'm just Committed got to, to do it. Yeah. I'm competitive. Um, what am I watching? <laughs> oh, God, it's Michael Madsen from Real Rob. <laughs> then he like leaves with a woman who he didn't come in with and then he's like hey that's the wrong woman and then he's like and what does it matter and i'm like i hate these men <laughs> yeah, they're I know. so disgusting that's another man who's from the 90s yeah uh he gets a tattoo that says poorly wood and then he's like there's a one bit where he goes i'm king 
<laughs> I hate, I hated that bit. Really, it went through my fucking spine. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I hate it too. Um, <laughs> how many times in this film does it come up in like Microsoft Word Word Art one week later? Loads. And how many times is there a fucking sweeping side shot? Oh where god, the transitions. Awful. It's definitely made on Movie Maker. But it has Britney Spears in it in 2001 when she was massive. <laughs> I don't get it! And then you got Chris Rock we saying... We really stayed... need dancers. It even has Andy Dick. It has, it has all the big hitters like Andy Dick and character. Can you believe there was that guy, um, something Carson, who was the guy, the interviewer off yes, Joe Dirt? Yes, Carson Daly from TRL. I forgot to mention this when we watched Joe Dirt, but did you ever used to watch that? No. no, no I remember like... I, I do remember it. It was on, I think, MTV or like VH1 over here. I remember I used to always love going on music channels and I'd always watch that waiting for something to happen that never did. You'd see... Oh, you're really listening now, aren't you? Ah, sorry. I was just checking my phone. <laughs> <laughs> see, seeing the time. Trying to find out where you can download Encino, man. <laughs> but yeah, I used to watch that TRL and they'd have Ooh. massive people on that as well. So I can kind of see why... It keeps appearing in all these bloody films, but like that's a, a yet another time stamp, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird that we've double billed up two with this one man. Let's talk about Adam Sandler very quickly. Yeah, real um, highlight of the film. They mention him beforehand, so they're like, "I thought you were Adam Sandler." Adam Sandler, he's the bomb. Some guy in prison, and then they start mm-hmm. singing the Hanukkah song, and then he appears. It sounds like the man's never heard the Hanukkah song though, as well, doesn't it? Fuck you, Sandler, horse shit. Um, and then he goes, it's the wedding singer, not the weasel singer. You'll always be the weasel. <laughs> and that was my last note of the film, except for bored. <laughs> I'm bored now. It, it, yeah, it makes me sad that Adam Sandler did this, because like, the writing's so poor. His voice is like... You hear it, though, and you're like, oh, there's someone that actually cares what their voice sounds like. Whereas Paulie Shaw's just like, oh, my God. Whereas Adam Sandler actually sounds like he's putting effort into doing a voice, even if it is, like, recorded on a fucking dictaphone from the sounds of things. (laughs) It's, like, really echoey. sounds like it's podcast. Why does... um, Why did Adam Sandler work and Rob Schneider and Paulie Shaw don't? I don't know, man. Why are you coming in with big questions like that? It's, it's early on a Saturday morning. It is quite early. <laughs> I don't know. Adam Sandler can do likeable as well as unlikable, whereas those two can only do unlikable, I would say. Yeah. Charisma, like, maybe. There's just something about Adam Sandler which works that doesn't work for those two. Um, yeah, and not the smell of desperation. Like, yeah. both... Paulie Shaw and Rob Schneider, their entire careers have just seemed desperate. And Adam Sandler's always seemed so carefree. And I think that's what charms people. He's just affable and young and stuff. I'd say the comparable person in modern day, even though I'm not a huge fan, but I don't, is that Pete Davidson? He just doesn't look like he gives a fuck about anything. Hmm. I think that does make people be like, oh, fuck, what, what's going on with this fucking guy? Yeah. Maybe, but but Rob Schneider and and yeah, the Weasel, they're both a bit. I think I it's know. like this thing where like the two of them, Rob Schneider and uh, this guy Paulie Shaw more so. I think they're willing to get wheeled out and just do like catchphrases and stuff. Whereas Adam mm. Sandler, whenever you see him, when he's like 
Do you remember like the Sandler family reunion and stuff where they mm. make him do the whole like that thing with the mm. trumpet? Like he looks a bit uncomfortable when he has to do it. He doesn't look like he's just waiting at the drop of a hat to like do a little catchphrase. Whereas these guys, it's like any opportunity to go or whatever it is yeah. that Paulie Shaw does. They like and, quick to do it. And you don't see many sequels to his films, do you? You don't see like like, like his early stuff. You don't see Billy Madison 2, Happy Gilmore mm. 2, Wedding Singer 2, whatever. Like he just released all these big hits and he carries on doing new stuff and he's adapt. Yeah. Even if like some of it has been fucking shit, like Pixels and that kind of era, he's kind of adapted to the film environment and like now he's a artist do good acting as well <laughs> dramatic as actor yeah yeah it's very I weird that's probably the main thing isn't it do you think paulie shaw could ever get a uh, tarantino role and completely revitalize his career probably not yeah i don't think so oh my god they killed that guy <laughs> how could you imagine yeah uh yeah his acting in this was a bit dire he was the best actor in it <laughs> <laughs> he's the most actor in it. Yeah, he's in it a lot. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this film? I put, what is this shit montage? I hope he rots in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite proud of this one. I would say I'm impressed that Snoop Dogg is in this, but he also did a Just Eat advert. <laughs> I feel like that's it. I feel like there's that's nothing it. else to say about this film. Um, the, the fact we've gone on this long is already quite impressive, I guess, because this is such a nothing film. It feels like a YouTube sketch. <laughs> Someone filmed themselves in lockdown, but it's actually a fully produced film. I think we should remake it. The whole film. Luke Thomas is dead. <laughs> Hit by a tram in Sheffield. <laughs> Those trams are fucking deadly if you don't mind where you're looking. Um... <laughs> Take that as a warning, everyone. Be careful when you're in Sheffield, especially when you're going through... Uh... Uh, like Fitz, Fitzwilliam. Oh, fuck, I don't even know the name of the area. But be careful wherever you're stepping. If you see the lines, be careful. Yeah, of course. And be careful if you're driving. Don't drive onto the tram line. You get shot. Oh, yeah. By. Fuck, I, I've driven on the tram lines by mistake. Um, I can't believe you passed your test from everything you've told me. I feel like right. you've been <laughs> driving for like, what, right. 10 months and you've had like 12 parking tickets, gone on speed awareness courses. You've had your car what towed away right i had my car towed parked (laughs) illegally at the mountain range and whatever it was right what are you on about the mountain range i didn't park illegally someone fucking drove into my car and smashed my number plate i've had several parking tickets over the last couple of years yes and i did get a speeding ticket whilst uh driving very quickly to watch spider-man no way home oh my god oh yeah and you clipped someone's mirror and you pretended your brother was disabled I did pretend my brother was disabled. I just didn't tell her that he wasn't dying because he did look like he was dying of a disease. And I was like, I'm taking my baby brother to the cinema. He was like 22. (laughs) And yeah, he got towed. But in all fairness, I couldn't see the drop curb and the fucking thing. And I was rushing to get to the Euro. And also, finally, the tram lines run on the roads in Sheffield. They run on the roads in every place. That's what trams do. Ex- well, that's what I mean. So I've got to drive, and there's tram lines there. There's a helpful blue sign that has a tram on it. <laughs> right, because the road and the tram both go, they both share a road. It's not just a tram road. Yeah, it's I a know, that's the same everywhere. 
Then Black what the ball. fuck is? Then why are you like? I said I've driven on the tram lines, and you're like, whoa, whoa you're fucking worst driver ever. Like my <laughs> my wheels slotted onto Maybe the. You drove the on it tracks. when the tram when the tram was there. <laughs> the tram pushed it, saving some petrol this way. There's a uh, cost of living crisis going. This is the cheapest way to travel. But it was quite late at night, and I was driving, and I nearly drove under into the just tram only bit <laughs> with the br- yeah, thing. That's I, the bit I thought you meant that you drove. Yeah, on. and I had to reverse out of that. <laughs> carry oh on. no, you reversed on the tram line. <laughs> oh, oh dear, that is silly. Um, it's too right. many tram lines in Sheffield. That's why our festival's called Tram Lines. Do you ever? You ever? At a tramlines festival? Yeah, I've heard of it. Because people up north just don't let you not hear about all their things that they do. Everyone from Sheffield is obsessed with tramlines, obsessed with our, our little culture. Henderson's relish. Fucking um, culture, my arse, it's culture. <sighs> we've got Arctic Monkeys, we've got the lead mill. Save the lead mill because they're saying it might close. We've got You've the got X5 bus route. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, in my opinion, I think that the paint should be uh, a traditional lead-based paint. So <laughs> oh all our kids never reach past the age of seven. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hate Shut up! I hate the South. You lot are like, oh look at us, we 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 own culture. When you're all out there look selling, sh- you've got electricity. <laughs> selling shit out of the back of your car that you stole. Fucking back. Fucking you lot. That's what uh, the Northerners back- do. Nah, it's you lot out the back of your own line. They're all selling copies of Sabino to each other. (laughs) You're all selling DVDs out the back of your car, weren't you? Fake fur coats. Blu rays, mate, Blu rays. Nah, you've not even reached Blu rays down there. You lot are fucking useless. You come to London and you act like Five All Goes West. (laughs) (laughs) I do get very excited. I'm exactly like the dad of Billy Elliot. Like, I'm like, ooh, fuck, what's going on? What's this? Can you believe this underground network? Bloody hell. Phone boxes. Imagine this in Sheffield. You'd be able to get all the way from uh, Illsborough to uh, to Bramble Lane. You'd be able to get to Kimberton in Blink of an Yeah, you wouldn't. We do have a train line that runs from Kimberton to Sheffield, and it is very, very. Um, it's about half an hour. And. All the trains have faces, though, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> The train came into the station. I'm a bit fuming. They've they've doubled the price of the the rail between Kibben and Sheffield recently. It's gone up to like seven quid. It's only half an hour fucking journey. It's rubbish. I need to go to Tesco for my grandma, and they've cut, shut, shut off all the bottom of the road, so I have to take this massive route out through the country roads. It's rubbish. I also need to power a pair of headphones. Sure say your goodbyes to your nan because I know what you're driving like. <laughs> 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 I did nearly skid out of control on that control the other day. It's really hard driving, isn't it? Did I tell you about my air pressure that I put air in my tyres for like the yeah. first time ever? My, my hair! <laughs> That's where it all went. <laughs> now I put air in the tyres and they were like really low. And I was like, why is my car bought in it? All the tyres everywhere are fucked. I was like, why? I've got two cars at the moment, both of them have air pressure problems. Oh, look at you with two cars. Why do you have two cars? You work one. Do you have a work car? Yeah. What car are they giving you? Nissan Qashqai. Oh, lovely. I love Nissan, you know. Like, my fucking car is indestructible, I swear to God. It is quite good, this one, I've got. 
it's a nice little runner. And like, put the tyres in them. The tyres were like half the amount they were meant to. And I've been burning through petrol like loads because I've been driving all the way to West Yorkshire and uh, all the way. <laughs> the, all the way. The hour. The Fuck off, it's a different part of the county. <laughs> they have to separate. Our county is massive. I'm going there later, I'm going to Salter. That's like my hard exit. It's big shit, they just won't flush. <laughs> it's massive. Yorkshire is like genuinely one of the most beautiful counties. Admittedly, I'm. Everyone from Yorkshire will tell you this. Yeah, you because it is. You've seen people shitting in the street. You've... When have you ever seen someone shitting in the street? When you had a few too many at the time. <laughs> I've, I've never shit in the street in front of you. <laughs> um, should we go on to our short thing? Yeah, all right. Uh, how did you do on your short thing? Yeah, I did all right. I got um, seven out of nine. Nice. I got, I got quite a nice bingo where it was like an L shape. Oh, cool. Kind of like that. I got the cro- the crossroad was the final one that I got. <laughs> um, <laughs> my L shaped bingo was. Um, because quite nice. early someone says it's a big steaming pile of shit about his new sitcom that he makes and someone yeah. says they've seen it's bigger than what he's seen in the elephant enclosure right um, some good dialogue uh, Weed, he says early on in the montage that he's the first baby born with the munchies yeah, that was very early on Yeah, um, and I had montage as well um, for that opening montage I guess about his life but also I put there's a nightmare sex montage as well. Crime, I got that quite early, fakes his death. Uh, and misogyny, the sitcom version of Paulie to his stepmom is just constantly saying like gross little things. Mm. Uh, also got nice property because he lives in a big mansion with a pool somehow, even though he can't get a job apparently. Um, and cross eyes, I've just put carrots up. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get Kevin Nealon because he probably only cameos in good things. Like, <laughs> Bucky Larson. Like Bucky Larson, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't get an old joke. There probably is an old joke in there, but I think I just stopped sort of listening to what was actually being said after like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but That's... yeah, I got my bingo in 24 minutes. Um, you beat me. Uh, I got mine in 37 minutes, 35 seconds. Love interest he has nothing in common with. I guess one of the ten unnamed women in this were one of his love interests, maybe. Yeah, I suppose the porn star, all we know about her is that she's working, and he obviously isn't, so they don't have anything in common. Yeah, they have nothing in common. Like, he doesn't have anything in common with any human on Earth, so no. that's an easy one. Uh, bikini, um, I think we got pretty early on. And then my thing was a bald joke, and the thing that was... I think it was like, what happened to your hair? He's like, I'm bald. <laughs> it's a fucking rubbish joke. Oh, God. Um, I also got Dream, uh, which I then wrote in a documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's not a documentary. This is what I'm talking it's not, about. It's, it's not, not what it sets out to be. I think yeah, not... the Dream's probably the part of the nightmare sex montage then, I guess. That I've yeah. I, it was that. And also, I, I'd say also the ghost of someone appearing is probably a Dream. Uh, and then kid gets hurt. It's about the the baby getting the munches. It's mm-hmm. not good. What I didn't get, I didn't get fart. I don't think, but I might have. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't get any big shorts that were noticeable enough to write down. Uh, no fast food, maybe. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any examples. I don't think of it. and no urine. Mm, yeah. What did he so, wear yeah. in this? 
they remember big shorts. What did he wear? Yeah. He was just naked the whole time. He wore Dressed a, as a weasel, suit, I guess, for a bit. Oh, he was doing the weasel all the time. Oh, God, the weasel. I love the weasel. What is the weasel? I'm after Google it later. And I watch think it's the clips. him on roller skates in like dressed like the one one eight men, sort of skating around and going. I'm the weasel. Yeah. The weasel. Like it doesn't even come. The weasel ever made. The weasel Assassin's Creed. The weasel. The Weasel Suicide Squad 2, the Weasel Podcast, the Weasel Song, the Weasel Conor McGregor. It doesn't even show up. Right, Paulie Shaw. Did you see what the subtitle for the film was, by the way? Eh? Did you see what the subtitle was? Paulie Shaw is dead, or you'll never wheeze again in this city. Oh, yeah, that was originally meant to be the title of this film. Very strange. I did actually get one review that I saw on Letterboxd, if you bear with me. It's the top review. And it was saying, like, um, in the early afternoon of September 11th, 2001, Paulie Shaw, standing outside the Toronto International Film Festival press office, handed me a fly invitation to a rough-cut screening of something entitled You'll Never Wheeze in This Town Again, later retitled Paulie Shaw is Dead. The festival had suspended its activities and everyone was scrambling to figure out what they should do. Shaw, in the middle of this chaos, saw it fit to announce... And I quote verbatim, we're screening our movie anyway. I'm not sure if anyone made it out, if the screening went ahead. What? On September 12th, the fest resumed and everyone flocked to see Goddard's Elore de l'Amour, which was hotly debated for being anti-American. These were two very surreal days. Yeah, he was at the film festival on September 11th, whilst the turtle was mourning in uh, Master of Disguise. So and the Weasel. He was just like, we're going to carry on. Yeah. Come Maybe. On. Well, he's a bit of an American hero, I suppose. Didn't let <laughs> terrorism stop him from showing his shit film. <laughs> Imagine the rough <laughs> cut of this. God damn. This is what they... This edited. is the rough cut. <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe you've tried to get this man on our podcast. I want to talk to him. He's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to go near it. I'll I'll do it on my own, and we'll just release it. <laughs> if you don't want to show up, you don't. Have to. I'm not even going to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Eleven thousand dollars at the box office. That's rubbish. Yeah, that is poor, isn't it? God damn! You've paid, um, you've paid more than that in traffic fines. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic fines and pizzas. <laughs> What's the name of your EP? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's only one thing left to uh, work out. Um, Luke, are you going to self-fund a film, bring in all the porn stars and carrot top, and then kill yourself or pretend to, and then your body is wheeled off into the castle where it's memorialized and everyone realizes that they loved it all along and it was actually really good and no one appreciated the raw talent or is it going to be found out as a fraud and then thrown into jail uh, and the jail is then going to submerge into the pit polish or is dead is run off from the shore line or whatever we said <laughs> and we have to decide where are we putting the scummy little weasel this weasel is never going to work in this town again. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be in the pit, hasn't it? It's really just deeply unpleasant as a film. Like it's hard to look at. It's 
there's a lot going on. It's a very loud film, but it's also quite boring. There's nothing here for people that aren't fans of Paulie Shore, I don't think. You've got to give it a bit of something for being so knowing and, like, kind of... It is weirdly interesting, but, like, the film itself, when you're watching it, isn't interesting. It's everything around it, I would say. Like, how it happened, why it happened, and all that stuff. But, like, yeah, in terms of a viewing experience, it was it was a tough one. It's, like, pretty poorly made, just self-indulgent and pit-worthy. I'd say it's definitely skirting around the bottom of the pit with going overboard very similar film yeah not much really to say that's positive about this one i would say it put me through hell <laughs> how about you what did you think yeah this is definitely going into the pit as well for me the production value is shocking i almost respect someone just going out and just making a film like completely off their own back but it's not this humble origin story when you're born into a life of incredible fame and wealth and you're able to get a lot of appearances from people just because of your Hollywood connections and not actually your talent. There is no talent on show here. The The acting is bad and the comedy is bad, but even more so than that, the production values are shocking. This looks like garbage. This is one of the worst looking films I've ever seen. And it's knowing, but also doesn't try to be good as well. It doesn't try to do anything interesting or different massively. And the plot kind of, runs its wheels like this could be told in 10 minutes and it's just padded out with as many cameos from as many 2003 celebrities as you can possibly fit in and none of it really makes any difference the characters there aren't any except for Paulie Shaw and he's just made a weirdly narcissistic but also self-hating and awful version of himself and it's very odd it's upsetting to watch I will never recommend it and I never want to see it again but I would love to speak to Paulie Shaw desperately to be like, what, what, what is this? What have you done? And what is this career that you formed? It's very uniquely strange. Yeah. 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 Fair. Get in the pit. You little weasel. <laughs> Paulie Shaw is pit. Yeah. <laughs> definitely going in there. Uh, apart from when we start doing our Pinocchio podcast, I don't really ever <laughs> want to know anything about Paulie Shaw ever again. I would be right with getting him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> on the Sandler pit, though. Um, we could just say we're recording it on the Sandler pit and then just throw him onto real boys. Yeah, it's the after credit scene when we watch that film. <laughs> and now for something different. Do you play a little game that I made? I would love to play a little game that you've made. We we said before that this is gonna. We're trying to make another old school episode. We said this about Joe Dirt and it ended up being two yeah. and a half hours long. But um, I've made a quite quick game here. I've called it Getting Meta with Paulie. <laughs> it's a metacritic based game we're going with scores and it's literally just a higher or lower and it's all things that paulie shaw's in does that make sense so how much money they made at the box office no no, no their metacritic score oh their metacritic score okay yeah so the first one a film we've seen bucky larson do you want to try and take a guess at what the metacritic score for that film is 2.4 i don't think they do points because i think it's out of oh. 100 but um 20. 20? Very generous. It's 9 out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> Very firmly in the red. All right, so Bucky Larson got a 9. Higher or lower, what do you think the rating for Encino Man would be? Higher or lower than 9? I think it's higher than 9. Yeah, And I think it's correct. I think it's 29. 
very close. It was 25. Fuck. Okay. I'll give you that. It's within five. I'll give you that. Okay. That's your first point. All right, cool. So NT No Man got 25, which is a stunning rating compared to Bucky Larson's nine. <laughs> um, do you think that another film we saw, Sandy Wexler, got a higher or lower rating than 25? Oh, fuck. I think higher. Yeah, correct. What do you think Sandy Wexler got on Metacritic? 37? Very close. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was 40. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So it's a solid four out of ten on Metacritic, that means. High <laughs> <laughs> <I> numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sandy Wexler got 40. Do you think that Son-in-Law was higher or lower than 40? Uh, lower. Lower. Yep, you are correct. Son-in-Law was lower than Sandy Wexler. I'm going to say 18. Oh, that was a bit too far off. It's 33, which actually oh, is okay. too bad. For a uh, Paulie Shaw joint. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. Our titular film, Paulie Shaw is dead. Higher or lower than thirty-three? Fuck. I think if it is either one, I think it'll be quite close. I think higher. What do you think the score was? Thirty-four. <laughs> oh, I'll give you that for thirty-four, but you were wrong. It's actually the same score. It's thirty-three. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you that same is an option. Same? <laughs> same? <laughs> I'll give you a tick. I'll give you a tick. You said very close. I was quite impressed by that. Yeah, Paulie Shaw got 33, which I think is quite generous. Very generous. There's a couple of positive reviews out there. Barely a film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next one is the film For Keeps. F-O-R, then Keeps. And it also had a question mark next to it. So I don't know if you have to. I don't know if that was someone questioning if that was actually a film or if you have to be like for keeps. I have never seen or heard of this. Um, keeps higher or lower than lower? It was higher actually. Fuck. What's the number? What do you think? Higher Four. or lower than? Uh, no, it's over thirty-three. But what is it? I mean, this is just shooting in the fucking dark. I, I don't even know what this is. So I'm gonna say like forty-one. <gasps> exactly. It's exactly forty-one. It's a spoiler for the next one, but I'm going to tell you now that Four Keeps is the highest rated Paulie Shaw film on Metacritic. <laughs> With 41. Four Keeps? Question mark. Alright, last one. Higher or lower than Four Keeps? I mean, you kind of know because I've just told you that, but Biodome. Um, so, I think it's going to be lower. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's a pity point I gave you there. <laughs> 30, 37? Oh, it's close, but not quite. It got one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the punchline of this game. <laughs> Biodome has a one in Metacritic. The fuck is wrong with... I'm like, what is Biodome? <laughs> fuck, how did it get a one? It got lower than fucking Bucky Larson. Yeah, by eight. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, it does look like shit, but... God damn. You got 10 points there out of a possible 13. 10 out of 13, that's bloody good. Well done. Are we going to watch Paulie Shaw films from now on? Absolutely no fucking... I really, really want to watch Encino Man. I really want to watch Biodome. And I really want to watch Son-in-Law. I want to review all three of them. How bad can Biodome really be, though? That's what I mean. I want to know. And I'm not going to watch it outside of this. I'm not going to watch it. When we're on Beyond Sandler. When we're in the, uh, the Beyond the, the Pit. Or... 
whatever we're calling the <laughs> sequel. I'll watch I'll watch Jack and Jill again for a commentary, but I draw the line at Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how bad that's apparently meant to be. Like that is low. That means that like maybe one person said something like middling about it and everyone else was just really negative, I think. Yeah. One is unbelievable, it must be. But this is like as a final point, this is what I mean about how like doing this game just proved to me like why does this man think that he's iconic enough to like have a film referencing all of his own films and like this super fan who's quoting back like Biodome and stuff when literally no one seems to like this stuff. Well, there will be out there one person at least. And I think that the film itself acknowledging that he's his only fan, he has one fan in the film and it's a, like a weird hillbilly. Yeah. That's acknowledging that, that no one likes this shit. And it's all his own grandiosity and opinion of himself, but it's weird that he, he do better then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, why are you acknowledging that you're shit, but also not doing anything good? Like it's weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand it. So Paulie Shore is dead. Is firmly in the pit. What are we doing next time? Well, Luke Thomas. It's funny that you ask that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're prepared. Now that I'm prepared. The next episode actually comes out a couple of days after our two year anniversary. Two years of pit. What a life it's been. So it's very cool. weird that it's it gone on that weird. long. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a toddler now, the podcast. It's it's walking. I'm trying to work out what number episode will this be? Will this be episode eighty? It might be. I don't know. Yeah, we've taken a few breaks and stuff, haven't we? And our two-year anniversary special is at the big seven nine. <laughs> oh, this is a shambles. Um, I know. Um, okay, so our next episode is our two-year anniversary, <laughs> episode seventy-nine, the big one, the one everyone's been waiting for, everyone's favourite number. Is it a prime number? No. Um, it's not so divisible by anything. It's, it's nothing. Seventy-nine. It's a sex move, isn't it? <laughs> Where you need the other person in the head. Yeah, so to celebrate that, we are going to be re-watching from our first ever episode. A film that, I mean, at the time you said it was one of the worst films you've ever seen. Since then, you've said that about maybe 42 other films. <laughs> it's Jack and Jill. We'll see how well it's aged. But yeah. I think it's apt as well because we got an email recently, which was quite nice from a listener who had actually said oh, that yeah. they watched um, Jack and Jill with a Sandler scale. Yeah. Should I, uh, should I read out the email, actually? So, yeah, we got an email. And, yeah, please email us whenever you want, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Uh, we got an email from Jessie Brenner. Uh, she said, Hi, Luke and Luke. I've recently discovered your podcast while traveling through Argentina and have now started wading through the Sandler catalogue and then listening to the corresponding Sandler Pit episode. Last night, I watched Jack and Jill with my best friend. It was horrifying, and we made our own Sandler scale to make it more bearable. I was wondering whether you, uh, your full list of Sandler tropes is something that I could steal to use for personal use. To help my case, I've attached our attempt, Jesse, Sandler fan. So they have uh, animals getting her irrational love for... What does this say? Irra irrational love for Sandler. Yeah. That's Weird fair. old... Everyone loves him, innit? Weird old people, slow-mo boobs, 
uh, clothes that look too big for him. These are actually quite good. I think we should steal some yeah, of these. Yeah, there are some good ones here. Uh, so, Jesse, as a little bit of a uh, thank you, we're going to steal yours. <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, but, but no, if you want a list of our tropes, they're all on our Instagram page at the Sandler Pit. Uh, if you go onto one of our moments, it should say Sandler Scale, and it's got a full list of about 85 tropes but i think we should update them we've maybe more since haven't we maybe for this next one as the alternate so i don't have to draw anything we'll just do another uh, update and we'll add on jesse's and we'll make it to 100 and we'll do a redo what way to celebrate our is it centenary (laughs) two years (laughs) two year anniversary i had hair i had a girlfriend and uh covid didn't exist and now look at me. If it did uh, exist. Why else would we have been on Zoom, you fucking idiot? Oh, fuck it did. <laughs> it's, a lo- it's a lockdown podcast. <laughs> we wouldn't have just done this without there being a pandemic. Yeah, you're right. That was the beginning of that, both of us collective mental breakdown. Yeah, that's, the <laughs> pandemic is literally the inciting incident because we sat there in like <laughs> an almost lockdown and watched Grown Ups, didn't we? Yeah, we watched Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. And happy gilmore and and that's my boy mm-hmm. in but yeah covid so we'll be going back and watching jack and jill if you want to get ready for that episode listen to our first ever episode and see oh. how rudimentary it is compared to what this beast has become that's yeah we're too better i think back then yeah i think it was a bit better we're two little boys in that and we're like scared about my mentioning... voice hasn't even broken yeah you we mentioned jared fogel and you were like oh we can't mention a paedophile <laughs> in the fucking episode and you deleted it you cut out a big thing about him fucking yeah. hell we just let anything in now <laughs> doesn't yeah, matter no, we don't care about the lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> well what is a fucking paedophile gonna come and fucking sue us for calling him a paedophile he's Mate, a paedophile this... i've never felt more like i'm on joe rogan than right now <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a bald, aggressive man beating his fists. A bald, aggressive idiot drinking a fuel. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I'm dreading watching that film back because, like, even though you've said that everything is the worst film you've ever watched, like, I genuinely do think that is in, like, the bottom three films I've seen ever, probably. It, it was really, really bad. horrible. But I do remember laughing a lot more than I did during Paulie Shore is Dead. So there's that. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's leave it at that. Paulie Shaw is dead and he's buried in the pit. Come back next time for a commentary of Jack and Jill. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, like I mentioned, like Jesse did, and happy travels in Argentina, Jesse. Yeah, don't get too distracted by our podcast and end up walking into a reservoir or something. I know. It seems like there's probably a lot of cool things to do in Argentina. Don't, Don't spend it all watching watch Adam Sandler films yeah maybe fall asleep to our podcast but don't like actually pay attention (laughs) (laughs) although when I was in Costa Rica I watched She's the Man and uh, we got mugged or something and I got mugged (laughs) no I got robbed whilst watching it (laughs) I just spent all the time just watching shit so yeah yeah have have fun stay safe find us on any social at the Sandler pit we're gonna make a TikTok one day we are gonna make a TikTok which did we say we're gonna call it pit talk TikTok, yeah. But anyway, at the moment we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You need to Gmail. set up. Can you set up TikTok just like just as in set up the name yeah. so we no one steals it. Yeah, all right. All right, One cool. Day. I don't want to buy the rights. 
Um, thank you very much to Joe Tyrone for doing all the music for this podcast. Uh, check him out on Spotify. Headstands is is out now. Um, yeah, he should have an album coming soon. He's, he's, really he's doing Twitch streams as well, which is cool. Uh, he might give us some advice for when we decide to maybe do a 24-hour uh, Sandler Pit marathon. <laughs> we'll we, 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 have on that. <laughs> we have dropped hints on different things we're going to be doing a lot in this episode. Yeah, I know. We're, we're going to be so ambitious, aren't we? We mentioned real boys, beyond pit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Thank you, Luke Thomas, for all your artwork. Can't wait to see what you conjure up from this deeply, deeply forgettable film. What could I draw for this? Nothing visually. The Sergeant looks good. Pepper's cover, but with every cameo in this film. Vern <laughs> <laughs> Troyer not... in the middle. <laughs> I'm not drawing Vern Troyer and Vince Vaughn with a shitty beard and Britney Spears. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> on, the, on the Sergeant Peppers, that's such a good idea. <laughs> it is, but that'd be so much work. <laughs> <laughs> they would just Such... look like people as well. They won't. Look they like wouldn't anywhere. look like anything. Oh, it's fuck. really funny. I can't yeah, wait no. to see that. I'm gonna draw the weasel. I'm not <laughs> doing that fucking nonsense. And thank you very much, uh, Luke Terry, for editing together all these episodes and all of our trailers. I can't wait to see your trailer. You're welcome. So yeah, come back next time. We're gonna, we're gonna be rewatching uh, Jack and Jill. And until then, it's been a very happy Sandler. No. It's been a very happy sure bye from me. A very happy sure bye from him. I feel like the last person who heard Elvis sing. What? Is that from this film? Shut up!